Welcome to the Crown Heathens Podcast, where we talk about video game news, our favorite games, and just about anything else. My name is Matthew, and as always, I'm here with my best friends, Marissa and Sacco. Now, I'd like to remind everybody that there are no stupid questions, so I'm going to start us off with a question right now. Marissa, what is today's topic? All right, so I got to thinking after our last podcast about relationships in video games, and uh, I want to hear about some of you guys' top unforgettable character relationships that you've ever encountered in a video game and like this can be between two npcs that you just encounter maybe it's between an npc and your character maybe it's a companion pretty much any relationship in a video game so immediately uh the first thing that comes to my mind is the legend of zelda Um, oh interesting and i love those games specifically because you're always playing as link but you're never playing as the same link and like each link has his own personality and if you've played the games you kind of know that um the link kind of some of them are young some of them are old they all act differently but the thing that i love about the relationship is the relationship between link and uh some people would say companion his sidekick his partner the basically tutorial of the game um his like the relationship between him and his partner and i think every single one is so funny and hilarious and some of them are super annoying so let's just dive <laughs> right in uh, marissa i know you've played um some of the legend of zeldas so before we get yeah. to into it i want to know what was your favorite zelda game uh twilight princess like by far which Absolutely i i remember <laughs> after i played that game like i told somebody i played that game and i really liked it and they were like that's the worst zelda ever and i was so like almost distraught over this news because i loved it and i remember the first time by far one of my favorites i remember the first time you told me you were playing twilight princess and i was like that's my favorite like completely opposite (laughs) opinion And i was like oh my god i found another one (laughs) um sacco i'm i've never actually heard you talk about zelda i don't think are you have you played the games before i have not no okay so just to keep you and anybody else in the audience who hasn't played it i'm just going to give a quick little background on the zelda games you plays the best person in the world link wait it's not I love zelda. Him arguably <laughs> you don't play zelda spoiler alert <laughs> zelda's the princess um and basically the way they like teach you how to play the game in the older games was basically your like in okay so in the original games you got nothing like good luck you're just link and i hope you don't die um but with ocarina of time they brought out navi who is like your tutorial partner and when you lock onto a character or when you are in an area where like the game thinks you need help it'll just be like hey listen hey listen hey and it's like navi stop i know how to play the game just leave me alone um and then each game after that has its own little companion partner um so like in skyward sword you have fi in twilight princess you have midna and she's absolutely I love midna. hilarious no. <laughs> um there's my favorite thing about midna was just her like in the entire beginning of the game she just calls you stupid <laughs> like she's just like you stupid dog oh that's so <laughs> really mean <laughs> to be fair, you are actually you a are, dog like, at the point dog. in time oh. that she is calling you a dog or a wolf, Plot I guess. But. Um, also, you, you're normally like you're not playing as a dog. You're playing as Link, who has been turned into a wolf. So he is stupid. Yes. Like he doesn't know how to be a wolf because oh. he's trying to be a human still. So he very much is a stupid dog. About. Yeah. <laughs> but she's just like, no, you're, you're dumb. Like, stop it. And 
that kind of brings that's a perfect point to bring into how these partners relate to link so like navi is kind of like the most famous one she's just like hey listen but like she just she angers me so much because like there will be like a spider and it'll just be like hey listen hey listen hey and you're like trying to fight the spider and you're like you're 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 whacking away with your sword and you're like i almost got it i almost got it i almost got it and then you accidentally click like see up and it was like link spiders are dangerous thank you <laughs> thank you navi thank you. No shit, Sherlock. <laughs> whereas like, like midna would be like i hope you die like i hope this spider kills Min you is like you're dumb if the spider kills you you deserve it you big dumb dummy <laughs> and that like, was great Fi is from uh skyward sword and she kind of has like a very she reminds me of um a star wars character uh, i don't know if you guys have played skyward sword but if you do actually i played about half of it so i don't know if you agree with me but Fi is basically just c-3po and oh my god <laughs> she's, she's oh my god She's literally just like she's so she's a spirit trapped in the master sword, but like they give her they don't use Nintendo usually doesn't use English. They just use like beeps and boops. So like they gave her a very like robotic sounding voice and she's just like you have a 10% chance of dying to the spider or like <laughs> there's like there's a 0% chance we're going to survive if you go like into the lava and like she'll just sh shoot out percentages and it's just hilarious. But it, it, she's probably the most annoying because you can't like with Navi, she'll just be in your background being like, hey, listen, listen, hey hey until you click okay what do you want but like Fi just she pops up and she's like this is an enemy you faced before this enemy is dangerous it's like thank you Fi. Mm. I like i know <laughs> i've done it already like yeah like i got the memo but okay you have a 20 percent chance of dying to this enemy it's like all right <laughs> i get it you, you can't silence your sword <laughs> um and then there's like a really popular one that a lot of people like i i believe he wasn't one of my favorites but um in wind waker uh your companion is the boat and like link is just like drowning in the middle of the ocean and then a boat just appears and he's like hello i'm a boat you should go this way and i was like I, I guess we're going this way and like he basically just like you're just sailing around the sea and he's like hi can we go save the princess and you're like no i'm sailing leave me alone <laughs> okay i played like maybe 20 minutes of wind waker because i didn't actually own it when i was younger yes. and so like i on the bus home or something i think it was I borrowed somebody's, uh, I think it was on there. Anyway, I played it for like 20 minutes. And I, you just started talking about the boat. And I'm now having vivid unlocked, flashbacks unlocked of this memory boat of this, this being boat. like, oh my God, can you please go rescue the princess? And you just being like, nah, I'm no, good. I think I see a treasure chest. There's something sparkly over there. I'm going to go that way. But it's Actually, I, I want to go find some more fun things to do than rescue the person <laughs> whose life depends on me. <laughs> T typical um, video game thing. You have to do this right now. You know, I, don't, I don't think I do. You know what? I'm going to go explore the world for the next 13 hours, and then I'm going to come back and do your mission I don't know, a month. I, I, just, I have to correct myself really quickly. I say princess. I'm 90% sure it's your sister. I only played Wind Waker once. Like, I think it's your, your actual sister who just, like, gets kidnapped. And, you're, and he's like, if you want to save your sister, we should go here. And you're like, nah, boat shiny thing that way <laughs> um oh but interesting yeah i didn't remember it, it was like if, was. if you haven't played a lot of it like I, I and even me i played it once like years ago um but the biggest thing between like these characters is that link has a very strong personality and these characters have a strong personality and the thing that i love so much about these games is that even though they're your tutorial like at the beginning of the game they're like hi don't go in the lava like Navi's like, hi, please don't go in the lava. And then Fi's like, you have a 
100% chance of dying in the lava. And Minda's like, go in the lava, dumb, stupid idiot. Stupid idiot dog boy. Go in the lava. I dare you. I want to see what happens. So I'm going to issue a correction before yes, we get before corrections I get too far into from, it. Yes. Yeah. Corrections from listeners. Um, so it's actually, um, her name is Tetra. And she is a young pirate captain who is the incarnation of Zelda in that particular world. Is is she the one that the boat tells you to save? I think she might be. Yeah, so um Your sister gets kidnapped. Basically basically, um Tetra is kidnapped by Ganon's forces, or captured rather, not kidnapped, and then Link frees her only to find his sister getting captured instead. Mm, okay, okay. So then you work with Tetra. I don't actually think I got to that part. That's I don't remember. This was maybe Oh, that makes me it feel was, old, but like ago. 15 years ago or so. <laughs> yeah, wow. So, Wind Waker wasn't um, one of the ones I played a lot of. Like, I played it once and that was it, but the other ones I've like played multiple times. Um, yeah, so I had played, like, I personally have played um, Skyward Sword, which I played about half of. And then obviously Twilight Princess, I finished and I've played a couple times actually. And then I played a lot of Majora's Mask. But that's about it. And then the one time I played Wind Waker as well. I'm I'm surprised you played Majora's Mask because that one was actually kind of scary. Even Twilight oh. Princess, like you, the the Zelda games you've played have been like the darker, <laughs> like the I darker like the, games. Well, I, I know you know this me about me, Matt. So I don't like horror games, but I do like a darker aesthetic. Yes. So that leads the me emo to kid a, is coming out. Yeah. So I have a lot of. Um, conflicting issues arise when I'm like trying to pick out video games and be mostly because I'm drawn to the ones with this darker aesthetic or these darker stories or like have these like darker characters in them because I think it's interesting and then you know then I end up downloading or buying a horror game that I cannot play because <laughs> it is a horror game yeah <laughs> and that, that so the the that actually is better that you like those Zelda games because like at the end of the day they're still Nintendo so they're still designed for like children so there's no like jump scares or anything but like they were definitely going for the darker aesthetic with like Majora's Mask and mm -hmm. like Twilight Princess so it definitely works for you yeah for sure like that this is actually where it works out well like a Nintendo game again as you said isn't going to have the big jump scare it definitely has bit me in the ass with other <laughs> games <laughs> um Bioshock being probably the the biggest one that I actually ended up getting through. Such a I was great drawn game. in. It's such a great game. But that was the game that I was like drawn to because of its dark aesthetic and its dark gameplay and its dark storyline and all this stuff. And then I got into it and I was like, at any time in this game, a freaking um like there's just splicers on the walls jumping at you. Splicer, Good a spider <laughs> splicer might jump in my face and scare the shit out of me. So I just also the flashbacks in that game were terrifying for me, but I got through it. Like, so say what you want, though. The little sisters are absolutely terrifying. Like, when, yeah, you're like, it, uh, when you're like you're walking through and you see them through the little like holes in the wall. Those like tunnels they used to like crawl through. Even after, oh. even if you choose to like cure them, even after they're cured, like there's just a little girl in like a pink dress, like running around the Bioshock universe. And it's like, that's terrifying. <laughs> you shouldn't be here. Like even oh, before no, no, all no. that. Added... No, no, no. That wasn't terrifying for me. 
like like before they returned uh, like they're a little bit more terrifying before you actually um like help them but the little sisters afterwards i thought were like like that is where i thrive in like these dark aesthetics is this like little bit the burst little of light of light of hope right like you have to have that in the game or else you're just surrounded by darkness it's the same with the last of us like the moments where you had to go through these long tunnels or parts of a building that were just caved in and there's all these um clickers and there's all these other zombies you know just at every corner and then you walk a little bit further and you get a beautiful scene, which like yeah. the famous one is the one with the giraffe in the town that's just overgrown. There's a giraffe and, like, in the town? Dude, you would love these games. Yeah, I, I, um, I, listen, <laughs> you really do need to play the last I one. I should. I won't. I should. I won't. <laughs> All right. So we talked a little bit about Zelda. Um, any other relationships that you well, just love in video games? Just Just before we get too far away from it. I just want to mention one thing of like why I love these relationships. Like, yeah, like their interactions are great, but even though they're just there to teach you how to play the game, they have an important part of the story. So when you get to the end of Ocarina of Time and your spoilers, Zelda spoiler alerts here, like just a heads up. If you're so you're playing Ocarina of Time and you're fighting Ganon at the last battle and he's like this dark power and Navi's not there for the battle, like you can't use her. So at the end of the battle, so you're fighting Ganon and Ganon is this all-powerful dark being and she's like, I couldn't help you because it was too dark. And then he comes back and she's like, no, I'm going to stay by it. Like, I will not leave you this time. And like, she like refuses to leave and she comes back and she like helps you prevail. And then um, like Fee starts off, Fee Fi, I don't actually know how you pronounce her name. They don't ever say it because they don't say it, but Fi comes back and she's like, the beginning of the game, she's like, you have this percentage of being. And then at the end, she's like, I will fight with you. Like, I will be there with you. And then even Midna, like she starts off by calling Link, like, Hey, stupid, like stupid dog, like do this. Like you'll be my slave if you want to be with me. But then at the end of the game, she's like, I, I pushed you because I like, like they become friends along the way. And it's like that relationship growing is just fantastic to me that even though they're literally there to be like, hi, if you click B, you can like sideswipe. But then like, like they're so important to the story and like they bring back like that character like you don't think of them as being as Link's friend until the end of the games. So then you're like, oh my god, like, like I, it yeah. all makes sense now, and it's it's such a nice, um, like it's such a nice way to like incorporate the tutorial, and that's why I love them. That's why like that's my favorite relationship, uh, personally. That's what I thought of. But Marissa, I think you had something in mind. <laughs> I actually have several in mind. So, um, should we ask Sacco well first? <laughs> Before <laughs> yeah, before we go down that rabbit hole, <laughs> yeah, let's go. Let's uh, go. What's yours? <laughs> so, I mean, I've I, I've been a, like a huge fan of like the Halo series for a while now, and um, like the whole relationship between like Cortana and Master Chief was really interesting to watch, kind of evolve. Um, like partly because of like just the stuff that they interacted with, like with each other, and like the whole lore of the Halo universe and how AIs don't last forever and they're like they have like a lifespan and this whole like it's a completely added level to the AI that you don't think of. Yeah, like you don't think that like Siri is gonna just go away after go seven away years. one day, yeah. Right? Like but yeah, like that's a thing in the Halo universe is like these advanced intelligent AIs, they have a lifespan. So after a certain amount of years they will start to go crazy and then eventually like not really self destruct, but like kind of self destruct. 
um, slowly fade away, which might be worse. Yeah, so that was like a, a an interesting relationship to see because like playing like like Halo Three especially was just like you, like you're Master Chief, you're like this super badass, just killing everything like single handedly, and then you're like, hey Cortana, what do we do next? Like you have no idea what's going on. Someone, it's like there's a voice in your head that's just telling you what to do, and you just you just do it because you trust her. And it it was, I don't know. I thought it was an interesting relationship, especially like I'm not gonna spoil anything, but like the stuff that happened at like the end of Halo Four and Five. Um, I would say actually, I would like to hear the spoiler. Uh, okay, so, I, I'll so say, I've never played any of the Halo, but I kind of know who Cortana I'll, is, so I kind of would like to know also. I'll say the end of Halo Four because Halo Five, I feel like that's the most recent game. So I'll, I'll leave that okay. one to, but so at the end of Halo Four, um, basically during Halo Four and kind of at the end of Halo Three, Cortana is coming up to her what they call ramp rampancy, so she's starting to go crazy, um, and uh, at the end of Halo Four, uh, basically, long story short, she ends up sacrificing herself, kind of and kind of not, um, so when she started to go rampancy because she's more of an advanced AI. She was able to split her rampant parts off. And so she oh. threw her crazy parts at the bad guy's ship to take it over and like make it like malfunction basically. And then the like good part of her, like the part that actually wasn't crazy, she ends up like sacrificing herself to blow up like the bad evil guy's big weapon. And there's like this whole moment right before that happens where she kind of like not really pulls you aside, but there's like this weird little like kind of moment of peace in this like just chaotic explosion where she just like basically says goodbye to you. And then which isn't something you'd expect from like an AI robot. Like, it's yeah, definitely an right? added level of, of which emotion. I mean, like Cortana, like was a weird she's a weird AI in that like she's not a human made AI. She's like it's all going back into the lore of it. She's not really human made. She's like part of the like like the ancient race that like built all the halo rings and stuff like they found her on like a, a distant planet and then they like harvested her and like i don't know it's a whole very complicated thing you can like read into the the background of halo but yeah i thought that that relationship was really interesting really cool. I, I wouldn't, yeah not one that i expected but i'm glad like it's I something that you can overlook you can just play halo and just shoot all the yeah. aliens and be like ah, that was fun that's I definitely killed. how i played halo too yeah, yeah, I killed all the I aliens. Cannot, great. <laughs> I cannot tell you. You could you could put a gun to my head and ask me to tell you the plot of Halo 2, which I have beat probably at least 15 to 20 times throughout my life. I cannot tell you what happens in that game <laughs> other than the fact that you shoot bad guys. <laughs> yeah. I, I'd be like, the whole plot of Halo 3 is you going to find Cortana because she's like, not missing, but like, she was taken by the flood. It's a whole thing and then yeah. That's that's great. I remember being an alien for part of Halo 2. And yeah, that's yeah. that's the, <laughs> that, that that's the height of my memory of that. There's a mission where you have to run through the town and I remember that one was always hard cuz you don't have to just shoot the bad guys in that one I'm pretty sure. Yeah, cuz you're and the so I would always so you have the stealth in that one which Yeah, so doing. I I hate doing in video games, so I definitely failed that mission the most. Yeah. Um I actually had no idea there was such a like that makes me want to play Halo. Yeah, like I, hearing this story because they. So, I mean, like, oh, sorry, go on, Matt. 
So I, so you guys actually know more than I do because I just thought it was about uh, the blue team and the red team and everybody's trying to kill each other. So it like like you said, Marissa, like it kind of makes me want to play Halo, like knowing that there's these personal relationships. Like I honestly just thought it would like I obviously there's a story, but it never like dawned on me that it could be like an important one. So like, yeah. I guess I should I guess I should go like look into that. And now that they're on PC, maybe I'll I'll actually have a chance to play them. Yeah, I think like mo- most of it's like the fact that it doesn't come out every year. Like Halo Five came out what two to three years ago, and Halo Infinite isn't going to come out for another like two years or next year or whatever. Like it's going to be four or five years between each Halo game, so like they do have a lot more time to like flesh out the campaign than like a Call of Duty. Yeah, it's, I definitely see the appeal. Um, but uh, Marissa, I'm so sorry I stole from you. Like I, I, I led you into it and then I was like, you know what, Sacco, let's talk about let's talk about Halo. <laughs> so <laughs> so so I apologize for that. Let's bring it back, Marissa. All right. So um mine I'm gonna take a couple because I play a lot of RPGs and that is kind of my jam is the relationships between characters because I also play a lot of RPGs where you can change your relationship between uh characters, specifically those that are in your party or your companions. I think the biggest one that like I really liked was um, I'm going to talk about Dragon Age, actually, which is shocking to everyone here. Have you sorry, have you played Dragon Age before? Yeah, I have. Actually, I'm kind of a big fan of it. Um, yeah. Well, surprising. It would have never. Yeah, right? guessed. <laughs> um, so in Dragon Age Origins, as with all the Dragon Ages games, you can recruit a number of companions. Um, Some of them are non-optional. They will come with you no matter what, and no matter how badly you treat them, they will stay until a certain point in the game. Um, One of my favorite relationships that you actually make is with um, a character called Morgan. So this is going to be full spoilers for Dragon Age Origins here, which is quite an old game, so hopefully you've already played it. Um, But basically you meet Morgan um, when you're going to look for some treaties in this basically like bog that's supposedly haunted and full of witches and she I'm, comes up I'm to on you board. Let's and go. <laughs> she comes up to you and basically looks both frightening and like she's got a low-cut shirt and she's like kind of flirting but in a way that's like i'm gonna flirt with you and then kill you um oh. so you're kind of like a little bit like all right that sounds like fun. um Kind of long story short, she ends up joining your party because her mother makes her, which is, like, hilarious. And you can slowly become friends with her, or you can treat her really poorly, and she will absolutely hate you. And the most interesting thing I thought about that was, I never played the game in a way that Morgan liked. Like, because in order for her to really like you, you have to do some really shitty things in the game, and I usually play it as a kind of good person. Which is understandable. Yeah, so, but if you don't take her on certain missions, you can still actually get her approval high enough that she ends up pulling you aside and having a conversation. It's basically like, you're the only person who's ever been my friend. And my favorite part about this interaction is she has no idea how to handle it. Because she's like this rough around the edges, will sass you into oblivion kind of character and then you're just treating her with kindness and she's like i don't i don't know how to deal with this <laughs> and it's like just a remarkable scene where you're just talking to her and you can basically be like you're just my friend like that's the end of it and she's like oh 
this is what that feels like. Okay. <laughs> okay. The thing about that is she immediately betrays you and leaves the party no. afterwards. <laughs> so that is um, something that happens regardless of your choices, but whether she actually shows some regret for that or if she just basically tells you to fuck off is kind of the difference. And I, I love that. I love that no matter what you do in that game, she still leaves, but it's how she leaves that changes. Which I yeah. like absolutely like you'll get me every time with that. Um, another character I'm gonna talk about, because we're just gonna stick with Dragon Age here, is Zevron. So Matt, you'd actually really like this character <laughs> in I mean, particular. <laughs> uh, well, let me tell you about him and then you can tell me if you would like him. So sure. you meet Zevron um as you're traveling between um areas in the game. Basically, you're as your like little marker is moving from one city to the next. Um, some swords come up and it says that you're being ambushed mm, and you ambush, go you into it. Yeah. You go into a screen and there's a woman and she's like, our wagon broke down or something. I can't remember what she says, but she basically says you have to come help and you can kind of agree or not agree or whatever, but you end up chasing her and she leads you to a group of assassins and the head of the group of assassins is in Elven man who is rather flirtatious and Elven man, you say, <laughs> and then basically tells you that he's he's gonna kill you, and you go through the fight and obviously you win because you're the main character and that's how that works, and so he's lying on the ground dead and then he's like, but wait, do you really want to kill such like a fabulously handsome assassin like? Would you not rather take me as your lover? And he just basically tries to convince you not to kill him. And you can choose to kill him, and then obviously you won't get any more Zevron <laughs> moments in the game. <laughs> but you, or you can choose to I, love him. Or you can choose to be like, I'm going to keep my eye on you, or whatever. And obviously I did that every single time, because I was like, yeah, this guy might murder me in my sleep, but he's really funny, so... <laughs> I'm going to keep him around. It really adds another level to the relationship. Like you're laughing, but like if I say the wrong thing, he might come stab me at night. So. He might come stab me at night. And everyone in the party is super pissed off about it. Like Morgan is like, you're an idiot. He's going to murder you in your sleep and you're going to deserve it. And you're like, yeah, yeah, you're right, Morgan, but I still love you. And then <laughs> Alistair's like, I don't think this is a good idea. Liliana's the only one who's like maybe iffy, but then he tries to flirt with her and she definitely looks like she wants to kill him. Um, basically throughout the entire game, you're, again, your relationship with him, depending on how you evolve it, whether you talk to him lots at your camp, whether you fulfill his, like, side quests and stuff like that, basically your entire relationship becomes the only thing that matters when his elven assassin buddies return and try to kill you and he's in your party he can either help you or he will betray you. And then you actually do have to kill him. Um, the first time I actually played Dragon Age, he betrayed me because I hadn't been talking to him enough oh, no. at camp. <laughs> and I was, I'm not gonna, dude, I was so upset about losing <laughs> this character <laughs> that I read online. I was like, how do you keep Zevron in your party? Because this is not happening. <laughs> Like, I love him. Do not make him leave. And I it was like, oh, you have, to, you have to go back to this part, like, in the circle of, 
like when you're doing the circle quest. And that quest was about 12 hours My <laughs> before goodness. where I was. And I swear to God, I went back. <laughs> well, I was going to say, that's the good thing about like these RPGs, like these really long RPGs, like the, the, the decisions you make and like the, the way that you view these characters changes so much. And I was about mm-hmm. to say that's the good thing about these RPGs. And then you said that you had to go back 12 hours. And I was like, mm, I remember now. <laughs> I remember that, why that I is also like the bad the, thing about these RPGs. I don't like the choice-based ones. I like the ones where it's like Final Fantasy. Where it's like, I'll play for 70 hours. And you're going to tell me how it ends. And I'm going to like it. And I have no say in the matter. And I am perfectly <laughs> okay with that. <laughs> but outside of... Um, and maybe I'm kind of cheating here. Because I... Like in an RPG, you kind of create that relationship. It's not already like pre-written. It's, it's like a it is written, more personal relationship. Yeah, like it feels like I. You didn't just get yeah. this yeah, handed to you. Like you put in the you work. Put your own little feels so much better, it, right? Like, but in other games, I'm gonna actually throw out a different one. Um, and is I, it another enemies to lover? Because I know you are quite a fan of. Oh, I am a fan of an enemies <laughs> to lover. Um, it's more like enemies to forced acquaintances it's all right that's the beginnings of enemy to lover well this one's definitely not enemies to lover so (laughs) this is very this is very only ever going to be maybe platonic but probably not and you guys are both gonna probably laugh as soon as i say the game so what i'm talking about is the relationship that exists in portal (laughs) Oh, <laughs> uh, Marissa, you have blown my mind. I forgot about that game. Oh my! How goodness. could you forget about Portal? That is such like, a great, I don't know. Like, like I was like, so, what is like, the relationship but, like? like and, how and amazing! Ama- how amazing is the relationship between Chell and Gladys? Like, how amazing! You're talking about Portal Two, right? Well, I'm talking about both, really, because you have okay. to keep it. If you're thinking about it as a sequel, so you go from Portal 1 where you're, you know, where some of the great lines came into place. The, like, um, you know, the cake is a lie. Yeah. Um, all of that stuff. Like, the <laughs> classics the- of Portal really did come from Portal 1. But the relationship is more stagnant. Like, it is really just like, oh, the you first think one is she's like, just... She, she, like, she's trying to tell you what to do, but really she just wants you dead. Yeah. Yes, exactly. And then every single time so it you is don't a... die, she's like, uh, I didn't mean that. Ah ha ha. Please jump in the fire. Ah-ha-ha. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, please, your party is actually going to happen. That was just a joke. Please jump back in the fire so you can proceed with your party. Um, but I love in the second game where not only do you go through the process of like accidentally basically bringing her back to life, but you end up having to help her. When she turns into a potato. <laughs> oh, that was my favorite quote. Like, Amazing. How are you doing today? Amazing. Because I am a potato. <laughs> <laughs> and then you go through the process of like, you've actually succeeded in overthrowing the surprise evil guy of the game. Um, and you end up getting this moment where you put her back into her all powerful body. And you're kind of like, I don't know. I was like, oh, she's like, there's why she might just kill me now. Like she tried the whole game to kill me. She tried the whole first game. She tried a large part of the second game to pretend she wasn't killing me as well. Like, I have no idea what this woman is going to or robot, I guess, is going to do. 
And then she, you know, lets you go. You have a little bit of that fear, but then it's like, no, like it's, it, that's what makes it better, you know? Like, cause there's no reason for her to let, like technically really, there's no reason for her to let you go. But then she's like, ah, why not? But that, like how, like that relationship is Amazing. maybe even if one they, of my favorite even, ones. Even just in the first game, it's so good. And like, there's, there's just so many good one-liners that come out of that relationship and the way that they treat each other is just phenomenal. Yeah. Yeah. The, uh, so the best thing I have right now is on my computer as a Google Chrome extension, I have, um, I forget what it's called, but it's basically a Gladys extension. So if you click on it, it just brings up a random quote from Gladys That's from amazing. the game. That's awesome. That is <laughs> and awesome. And so I just clicked on it and it says, uh, well done. Here are the test results. You are a horrible person. I'm serious. That's what it says. A horrible person. We weren't even testing for that. <laughs> We weren't even testing for that. Like, I, that's amazing. <laughs> like, that's like, I, I just, I can't get enough of that relationship in part because Gladys's character is so well written. And I mean, Chell is a very, well, she's, she's mute. Like, she's not really responding to the events, but you are responding through her actions as forced as they may be because you have to progress the game. Like, you are really creating this character, like, relationship with Gladys it's very much a one-sided dialogue but the one-sided dialogue is is an is enough for both of them like yeah. it really is fantastic oh, yeah, for sure if you haven't played the portal games definitely look into it like they're great they're puzzle games but they're absolutely fantastic yes they should be on everybody's video game bucket list yes yeah, yeah if you haven't already played it like you could beat them in like a, like a few hours there a few hours but, like there a lot of people I know skip portal one but it's honestly like Portal 2 does have a bit of a better mechanics and like it's a bit longer and the story's a little bit better, but but play the first one just for those one-liners. Like it's absolutely fantastic. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So not to draw too far away from the relationships, but um we were talking more about relationships between video game characters. Um, I'm right. just going a little bit deeper into that. Let's talk about like relationships that the characters may have had on us. So I don't know about you, Marissa, but like I had a couple of video game crushes growing up. Oh, 100%. I'm pretty interested. Uh, I'm kind of excited. I want to hear if you had any video game crushes. Uh, Yeah, so um, last podcast episode, we talked about my favorite all-time video game, or maybe the game that made me a gamer, rather, um, was Jade Empire. There's a character in Jade Empire who I had just the biggest crush on when I was, oh, I must have played this game when I was like 12 or 13. And I thought he was so awesome. Um, his name was Sky. Um, so you meet Sky as you're infiltrating. I believe it's a pirate camp, but uh, don't quote me on that. But you're basically infiltrating this <laughs> pirate camp. And you come across all these um, people that they've taken hostage. And you start attacking. Like you go to attack the guard, basically. And instead of you attacking the guard, there's a cutscene where this guy just jumps down and kills all the guards. It's and, fantastic. Like, <laughs> frees the, um, like, captured women. And then he just, like, it finally shows his face, and it's Sky, and he just, like, looks at you, and he's like, basically, I don't remember if he says it or if it's just kind of implied, but he's basically like, okay, are you going to help me now? Because a whole bunch <laughs> more people come in. And you fight a whole bunch of people, and then he's like, wow, you're, like, a really good fighter. And, like, whatever, like, we'll stick together through this, like, camp, but then I'm leaving. 
And then, spoilers, he never leaves. (laughs) (laughs) You can romance him in the game. So, yeah, like you can romance him in the game, but like that drop in scene, every, like I played, I replayed it like two or three years ago. And like the drop in scene, I was still like, Oh yeah. Okay. <laughs> your your young impressionable twelve year old mind just just got completely changed by this uh, <laughs> mysterious. Yeah. yeah, it's just like oh, it's so amazing. There's a scene in the game where you actually um you end up dying and you come back. Um, it's a little bit more complicated than that, but I'll leave it at that. Um, and when he like sees you again and he realizes that you're fine, like the cutscene that occurs, I would swoon over just so hard as with my 12 year old self and honestly as my older self who replayed it so i actually have a scene that i go back to all the time also um and it makes me mad because it's the closing cutscene, and like i wasn't very uh i didn't i wasn't allowed to use the computer as a child so i didn't know what youtube was or that you could just watch the end cutscene online oh so gosh. i would play 50 <laughs> hours of a game to constantly re-watch this <laughs> Um, so the game, so, so like you said, uh, last, you, you brought up the game you brought up last week. So the game that I brought up last week was Final Fantasy IX and last week's podcast, um, in last episode's podcast was Final Fantasy IX and, um, the character, like the main girl would be like Princess Garnet or Dagger. And I definitely had a crush on her playing, but I feel like I was a little bit younger. I was like 10. Like I, like I was like, oh, like this girl's really cool. I really like this girl, but I didn't really get it. And then a couple of years later, Kingdom Hearts came out on the PlayStation 2. So you know what that means. Double the graphics, double the capabilities. They don't look like squares anymore. Let's they get into like it. <laughs> <laughs> so, so Kyrie and Sora have like, Kyrie was definitely one of my first video game crushes. And it actually comes back to the relationship she had with Sora. And we're going to go full Kingdom Hearts spoilers. It's like a 20 year old game, like probably even older, maybe, maybe 15 years, but it's an old game. And it's super confusing. So if you haven't gotten into it yet, just listen to me talk about it for hours and hours. <laughs> um, but basically, Sora and Kairi are best friends on this island with their third best friend, Riku. And Riku and Sora keep fighting over Kairi. And there's a fruit on the island, um, the star fruit. And if you eat it, if you share it with a Paupu fruit, if you share it with a, a person, your souls become intertwined. and they're fighting over who gets to do it. And then Riku's like, fine, sorry, you can just share it with her. And like, they're jo- he's like, oh, I don't like they're joking around because like these are kids like they're not like, oh, girls have cooties and stuff. But then they go to a drawing that that they drew of each other. So there's a drawing that Sora drew of Kyrie and Kyrie drew Sora. And before Kyrie goes missing, Sora notices that she drew a Paupu fruit of them sharing the Paupu fruit. So then he drew one back and it's like they never actually share this Paupu fruit. but in their hearts they shared it and like in this drawing they share it and the entire game you're looking for her and you finally find her but she lost her heart and she's just like a puppet so the first half of the game you're trying to find her the second half of the game you're trying to get her heart back and you realize that to get the heart back you need to unlock your own heart so Sora sacrifices himself and dies basically like like you said Marissa your character dies and then Kyrie's like, no, I'll bring him back. And they, so <gasps> one of them's dead oh and then gosh, the other Matt. one's dead. <laughs> Matt, we They're romance the same kinds of people. <laughs> but here's, but here's the thing, because 
because your romance, they stay together in the end, right? Oh no. No. <laughs> well, let oh, me tell no, you how I'm, more I'm just similar saying, I'm saying oh no, as in like I didn't realize that yours weren't going to. <laughs> so basically, after everything that happens, they they're both they're together for like like one mission. Like they're like, are you okay? Yes, I'm okay. Are you oh. okay? Yes, I'm okay. The the final boss is in the next room. I'll see you on the other side. And then they go to the other side and they're standing right beside each other and the floor starts drifting apart and they reach out their hands and they try and grab each other and you know what happens they don't their fingers like they zoom in on the fingers and they just graze each other and then you just watch Kyrie slowly drift away and like basically everything that i wanted as a a preteen boy was just ripped from me and oh, it all no. makes now now that i reevaluate this scene everything that i believe about love all makes sense now <laughs> oh no oh, wow <laughs> i understand why real. i listen to panic at the disco and follow boy now it all makes sense yeah it's like it unrequited love <laughs> it's all come no, full but circle it it was definitely like that one scene like the one cut scene that was just like super high graphics compared to the rest of the game and it was just mm-hmm. like this is what you want right Square Enix was like, is this what you want? Disney was like, this is what you want. And then they were like, nah, nope. <laughs> they just throw it away. Like, nope. uh, yeah, I um that's breaking my heart just even it's, hearing about it. Oh, that's that's rough. It, it's a rough, it's a rough one, but they spend like 16 more side games uh not getting back together. So yeah. <laughs> Um, I have more video game crushes, but, you know, they're all from the Dragon Age series, so we can just assume that, the, you know, they are. So, uh, Sacco, do you have any to add? Um, I are there, lady, are there any Lady Bandicoots you'd like to mention? No, no, I didn't. Uh, Coco, Coco was fun. I didn't. <laughs> I wasn't, do you have I wasn't any... into Coco. Um, Cortana, perhaps? No. Uh, it would probably be like uh, like Lilith from Borderlands Two. Oh yeah, okay. Yeah, she was pretty badass. Uh, her whole like intro was like you walk into a room full of enemies, and then all of a sudden this ball of fire falls from the sky, explodes, everyone dies, and then she just like, "Hey, I'm Lilith," and then faints. And you're like, "Oh, okay." <laughs> and then like she revive her, give her like whatever the there's like that certain like element that she uses to get her powers, and then. She like you, you like she ends up like killing everybody in the room for you as as long as you give her this this stuff and yeah that was she's like so um, falling into a scene seems to be very important for like a video game crush is what I'm hearing yeah That's her what aesthetic I heard, was also like she had tattoos all over her body and like super punk like it was she was she was a cool she was a cool character she was a cool <laughs> she, she was, was a cool. A cool. So so what I'm hearing from this is is just just to give a quick recap. Everybody should play Portal. Yeah. Um you should you should play uh Jade Empire for the the romance aspects. You should not mm-hmm. play Kingdom Hearts for the romance aspects. However, <laughs> <laughs> however, um if if you were looking for some games, I think the games that I would recommend to play this week would definitely be Portal. Uh, definitely give Borderlands 2 a look if you're into some badass scenes. 
is is anybody playing anything let's let's not switch it too far but is any playing anything new this week marissa um so i'm actually still working through i've said recently that i finished the witcher 3 and i have but i've not finished all the dlc so i'm working through that right now so nothing terribly new on my end to report sacco no i'm still killing orcs so nothing still killing orcs nothing new on my killing orcs and and i'm killing zombies I, I was thinking about replaying all of the Final Fantasies. I don't know if that's too big of a that's of a, of a it's Honestly, too big of a, a I, fight. That seems like a lot. I believe in you though. There's I believe only, in you though. There's only fifteen. No, only fifteen. You can do it. <laughs> Technically. There's like side you can, there's like sequels and stuff, but You can beat me at the fifteenth one. <laughs> you know, I I'll just wait for you to to play the forty hours of gameplay before it actually starts. And then I'll uh, I'll come back to you. All right. Well, on that note, I think it's time to wrap up. All right. So as always, thank you very much for listening. Uh, for more Crowned Heathen content, please check out our YouTube channel. It's also called Crowned Heathens. Currently, we're filming a series called WWMD or What Would Matt Do? In which me and Matt talk a lot about Dragon Age. So if you like that, make sure you check it out. You can also check out our Instagram account, our Twitter account, and our Facebook accounts. All of them are named Crowned Heathens. And that's about it. Until next time.